Three, two, one. Welcome. Welcome to the Better Than Yesterday Everyday Podcast, where we cover anything related to behavior change that will increase your long-term wellness and happiness. And now here are your hosts, personal trainer and RNs, Matt and Jenna Lane. What is happening, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the Better Than Yesterday Everyday Podcast. My name is Matt. Typically, you'd be hearing, oh, you know what? Just step in. Just come on in. Jenna's stepping in just for a brief moment. Um, just say the intro since you're here. And I'm Jenna. Oh, they couldn't hear you. Oh, thanks for leaving my mic off. You're welcome. And I'm his wife, Jenna. <laughs> Jenna's not feeling too hot, but um, we're having someone on today that I'm excited to talk about. I've gotten to know him a lot. So I just wanted you to be here just to at least see the man and uh, just so you can say hello to the people because it's going to be a minute until uh, you be on another podcast. As far as this has gone, we've been... Uh, We've been hit with a few things lately, but uh, I'm excited about today. If you're new to this podcast, I appreciate you sliding by. Sliding by. I'm all about implementing behavior change for your long-term wellness and happiness. I'm a registered nurse and a personal trainer. Jenna is also a registered nurse. And today we have Michael on. Michael, man, how are you? Good, sir. Hi. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm really nervous, actually. Uh, but to be fair, it's I'm speaking directly to famous YouTuber Jenna Lane, so <laughs> I think... <laughs> But of course, the woman that makes no content and has a pretty high following over on YouTube right now. Yeah, which is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's not true that she has no content. She put up a, a picture of a cheese pun. It's it's so. you're, you're supporting her way too much, Michael. <laughs> well, and it, the the cool thing about Michael is he is he's very different from me in that introverted extroverted way, and that's that's why I wanted to bring you on for just a split second because Jenna's always said that she's pretty introverted as well. For sure. And so that is all. That is all, woman. There there are other introverted people out there, and I'm excited that's to talk true. to them. So I just that's wanted true. to bring you on for that. It's good to see you, even just for a minute. Yeah, I actually can't see you, but I can hear you. Step, so over, oh, step over sorry. here. <laughs> so, you guys, if you're listening, oh. this is a video podcast now as I well. See. Hello. Hi. <laughs> we are uh, we're recording on Zoom over here, and then you guys see this. By the way, if you're listening to this audio, thank you. I appreciate you, babe. If you're listening to this, you can also watch it on the BTYE podcast on YouTube. There will be a link in the description below. So, <clears throat> the man here, Michael. And I'll be honest, one thing I meant to ask you beforehand, I didn't know if you want, wanted me to say your last name or not, so I did not. Um, but what I wanted to talk to you about was your sort of history route of fitness. And, you know, you and I getting to know each other through the 30-day full-body group challenge, and now you've graduated onto the 60, onto the 90. And um, I'm excited to talk to you about that portion. And before we dive all the way into that, though, at the top of every show, we always hit you with our gratitude point. This gratitude point is something that you can grab that can shift your perspective. That way, if you're down and out, if you're having what you think is the sky falling, you can really grab to this perspective shift that is the gratitude point. And since Jenna's not here, I will go first. And I've been incredibly fortunate to to get to know more people and to get in the trenches with them. And I, I'm grateful for that because it shares so much perspective for me. And 
that's so case in point talking to Michael today of he and I are very different people, but we can very much vibe on the same thing that is fitness, that is wellness, that is mental fitness. And I'm just, I'm grateful for that, for that connectivity with people and being in the trenches with people. So Michael, man, I'm grateful for you. I really, really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, that's, that's a good gratitude point. That's yeah. Yeah. It's, um, <clears throat> yeah. Introvert and extrovert. It's the best definition that I've ever heard for it. Um, is it's not because usually people think extrovert means you like to be around people and introvert means you, you don't, but that's not true. Um, best description that I've ever heard was it depends on where you, um, what gives you energy and what takes you energy. I like that. So I like if that. You're an, if, yeah. if you're an extrovert, um, being around people is what, what recharges your batteries. And if you're an introvert, being alone does that. Because there are activities that are very, you know, that are a lot of fun, but they take energy. And yep. So that's the best description that I've ever heard. Yeah. And, you know, I don't think that it goes so solid one way or the other. You know, like I have my, I have my, you know, quote unquote introverted pieces. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm fairly much an extrovert, but I enjoy those introverted pieces of me. And, you know, Jenna, I think is like the opposite. She has, she has those extroverted pieces, but is fairly introverted and that's what charges her, you know? So that's a good way to put that. And, you know, since we're on top of that, do you, if you do have a gratitude point, hit us with it. If not, no biggie, good sir. Um, yeah, I know I do. Um, hold on, repeat. <clears throat> um, yeah, my gratitude point is basically how the pandemic has changed my outlook on life. Mm. So um, I'm obviously not thankful for the pandemic itself. It's, right. Awful, and if I, you know, could go back in time and stop it from ever happening, that's what I would do. Um, but for me personally, it it was tough, but it also gave me a lot of time to to reevaluate my life and sure. showed me the importance of, of meeting new people because my my friends group isn't very large, which is not a bad thing at all. But it's just it's got smaller and smaller over the years, just because you know people move away. Away, people have kids. People do, you know. Yep. Uh, people leave your life, and eventually, uh, the circle is getting really small. So it's it's really time for me to meet new people. Mm. And pandemic has really shown to me that I need that, and um, <clears throat> um, it also taught me that my life needs some more creation in it. Ah, okay. Because right now my spare time is mostly consumption. You know, what books, is movies, TVs. Okay, got it. Um, which is not a bad thing at all, but sure. every now and then you should create something, I feel like. I like that. Uh, not necessarily in an artistic sense, but just, you know, uh, trying a new recipe is also can also be an act of creation. So. I like that. And yeah, so I've I've learned this year that I need more of that in my life, and um, and also last but not least, the pandemic brought me to you guys to True. meeting you and, and the program and everything. So yeah. for all those realizations, I'm thankful. That's my gratitude point. Heck yeah, man! I like it. I like it. Uh, broad and then also narrow. I like it a lot. Well, in yeah, again, I you know. I told Michael at the top of this uh, just before we actually hopped on, like, 
I don't want this to be an intentional plug for the 30 day for the 30 day full body group challenge. It is something that I've been working on that I'm very proud of that I'm enjoying. And uh, but I want to talk about him. I want to talk about his route. Uh, and I think it's best to start with who are you and why are you like how are you the way you are and why are you? I know that's very broad and you can start that as, as far back as you want if that means childhood or if that means adulthood and whatnot. But to explain to someone that doesn't know you, that doesn't speak with you on a weekly basis like myself, how would you paint the, the picture of who you are? Yeah, that's, that's, that's broad. That's very, <laughs> very broad. <laughs> um, <clears throat> uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess I'm a very private person. Mm which is weird considering right now I'm doing a podcast that will go on YouTube for the whole world to see. And Correct. I'm talking about uh, my, I'm going to talk about my mental health and, and yep. all that. So it's weird to say that I'm a private person, but uh, I am. Um, um, yeah, I don't know. If maybe, maybe if you, if you want to talk about sure. fitness of, yeah, no, that's fine. Well, and I think that that answers the question. You know, it doesn't have okay. to be a long, you know, Matt soliloquy. It's all good. You know, right. being a private person, if if that's what first comes to your mind, then that makes total sense. Uh, you know, I, and like I said at the beginning, like, I mean, you know me, man. Like, you've gotten to know me pretty well through the content, and then also talking every week. That like, a lot of my life is pretty much an open book, and that's just how I am. And that's like, that's what's cool about these conversations. That when, when two different people, two very different people can talk and uh, especially when it comes to fitness wellness mental health mental fitness i think that it i think that it's going to hit somebody out there i know that it's going to hit somebody out there because not everyone is extremely extroverted not everyone is extremely introverted there's mixtures and i think that i think that that's going to hit that's why i wanted to have you on i wanted to have this conversation uh, so being a private person stepping into to a a group aspect. You know what? Let me let me back that up. I, let's let's talk about specifically. What's your history with fitness? Uh, my history with fitness is basically non-existent. Okay. Um, so, did you play sports is, at all or anything when you were young? Uh, no, no. No. Okay. What did you do? I in in high school, I actually liked um, PE. I think you call it PE. Yep. Right. I actually liked that, um, but that was basically the only sport I ever did. Okay. Um, yeah, I did. I, I played soccer in in primary school, and I was I was awful at it. I was basically the the joke of the team. Okay. Um, but after that, after after primary school, I think the 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 weekly PE was the only sport I ever did. And um, and until I I went into into the program into the okay thirty day challenge. So you know how I am, you know I'm going to dig into you, and I want to ask about that. So you said you played soccer for a little bit, and then you say you were the joke of the team. When you say that you were the joke of the team, do you mean that in the aspect of like, it just really wasn't my thing and I wasn't really crazy about it? Or was there any or was there any of that that you were the literal joke of the team which ran you away from it that created uh, an aversion from it? Uh I mean, no, it did. It did not uh, deter me at the time. I okay. just I had fun with it. I know that I wasn't very good, but it didn't bother me. It was just, um, to be honest, I can't remember why exactly I I stopped. 
Understood. I just, yeah. Okay, cool. No, and again, I think that that paints the picture. Like the more you can, you can open the layers of who somebody is. I think always in how's the audience going to respond? How is it going to benefit the audience? So when I ask those probing questions, it's to sort of open those layers up and figure out who you, who are you? Why are you? Uh, <clears throat> so it, in, if you have a very minimal uh, background in, like you said, physical education, sports, all that, then what did you do when you were, when you were a kid? Where did you read more? Did you consume more? Like if you weren't into sports and physicality, what were you into as a kid? Uh, yeah, I was a lot into, into reading. Okay. I, I read Okay, a lot. Um, but I mean, I was, it wasn't like I was always indoors. I was actually, I was a lot, I spent a lot of time running through the woods and climbing up trees and such. So I, it wasn't that, that, um, that I wasn't like, it wasn't that I was not physical, what did you call it? Physical. Physicality. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, I was kind of just not, not, not in any like organized sense, like for me. Sure. I just climbed up trees and such. That was. Sure. So, I mean, in that aspect, I mean, you're fairly, fairly normal kid. It's not like you, you know, you had an aversion or, you know, a reason that you, like you said, you're not even sure the reason why you stopped soccer because you didn't enjoy it. Um, so that makes sense. That makes total sense. So do you think any of that, you know, not really doing the sports and whatnot, do you think any of that had to do with like the group aspect organization, the group piece? You mean that I wasn't very interested? Yeah. Like, do you think it might have been because of the group aspect or like, you know, if there was, you know, would you have been more, what attracts you more, group sports or individual sports? If somebody said you have to do one or the other. I mean, right now I would probably say individual sport just because it, it fits better into my, into my schedule, okay. my life, you know. Got it. Um, but that's like a that's a practicality thing, not 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 necessarily a a real preference thing. So, what would you say on a preference? Um, I don't know. I mean, I've I haven't really had much experience with team sports since okay. I left high school. So Got it. Okay. Maybe that's gonna be the the next step of my my journey. Possibly. Possibly. And and you know, so what Michael and I have talked about actually in the in the challenges that he's been doing inside the group challenges is, you know, that aspect of, you know, maybe it is good for him of, you know, branching out and meeting more people. So if you don't know the 30 day full body group challenge, I'm, I'm giving context here. It's a, it's a program that I've developed uh, over the past four years as of right now. And I now have uh, quite a few people in it and, and we speak every Friday and we go after mental fitness first. We work on the actual physical training piece. We talk about the nutrition, but the mental fitness is ultimately, that's where it always changes everything. And that's where you get long-term. And so, you know, what you and I have talked about in the past about, you know, intentionally getting out and meeting more people, new people. Now that you've been in this group challenge, 30, 60, now 90, how has that aspect been for you for fitness? Like, do you feel like the group aspect has propelled you with fitness or do you think it's just been, eh, it's just been an added good piece? For me, the group aspect was definitely uh, uh, the central, the centerpiece of everything. Okay. It was, um, <clears throat> I mean, a lot of it was the, just the convenience of having, um, having a, a set of, 
of exercises that I that I do. I don't have to think about which ones I'm gonna do today and all that. The whole convenience thing that was that's that's a lot of value. But yeah. the group aspect is really what what does it for me. I like it. Okay. Yeah. Good. It, Go ahead. It kind of it it adds meaning Ooh, to it. Why? Because well, I've, I mean, we've we've talked about this before on the on the call. Is that um, um, um I wasn't. I, there were a lot of times in my. So I need to back up a little bit. Very good. Um, I've I've always struggled with mental health since I was a teenager. I had depression and anxiety and um, social anxiety in general, and. Um, and so um, part of why I struggled with, with fitness and all was that I a lot of times didn't felt I wasn't worth the effort. It wasn't just that um, working out would, would have been too hard for me. That was also part of it. Um, but that I just didn't feel like I was worth. I was worth it. And, and I still have that sometimes. And um, one aspect of the, of the group is that I can simply say, well, today I'm I'm doing it for the group. Today I'm I don't feel like doing it for myself, but you know the I'm part of the group. I have the maybe not a responsibility, but you know it's it's part of the the group aspect is that we're all in this together and you know one for all, all for one. And yeah, I, okay, maybe maybe I, it is a responsibility. Maybe maybe that's the right way to say it. I like that. I like that a lot. So. So you shift that to it's a responsibility. So when you say you don't feel like you're worth fitness, health, wellness, is that what you mean? You don't you don't feel like you're worth those things? Yeah. Okay, got it. So I know you're not the only person to say that. I've heard that before. What do you think drives that? Like what do you and I know that that's deep, but like why do you feel that? Well, I mean that's 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 part of of depression. Okay. The the idea that you're not you're not worth anything. Okay. So you think yeah. So you you feel that it comes straight from there, or you know that it comes straight from there. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. For me, for me, it definitely does. Understood. Um, and actually, that's what I what I wanted to talk about. Yeah, by all means. On, the, on this call, um, about about the whole motiv. We talked before on this, um, the whole motivation through guilt. That's thing. right. Yes. But, um, because there was something that uh, another person on the, in the group said once that's caused me to, to think back on that. Um, and when you say motivation through guilt, to paint the picture for them, what do you mean by that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah so I, um, it was something my dad once said to me that, that first, uh, first, started this me to think about this motivation to guilt thing um there was um so I, i'm gonna have to back up a bit if that's you okay yeah you're good um, um yeah so as i said i've i've had this depression and, and anxiety thing for a long time now um my my parents they they did their best they did the best they could but they weren't you know healthcare professionals or anything like that they did, they had no way to know that um, my my problems because every teenager has problems um 
that my problems were actual clinical mental Diagnosed health problems. Problem. Sure. Yeah. They uh, they couldn't have known that. I mean. Uh, sure. And and so because of that, I was not a very productive person a lot of the time. And my dad, he's um, he's retired, but he's a very productive person. He is always has projects that he works on. Mm. all kinds of things and he one day he he tried to motivate me and he explained that if he slept the whole day if we didn't do anything all day if he wasn't productive then he would feel really guilty and so the the guilt motivates him to get out of bed in the morning and to get things done he he basically was like why don't you try that Uh, essentially he said you know feel guilty that that'll help Uh, okay did that create that, friction that, between you two? Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it did. I, I would imagine so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine um, so. Yeah. In, in case you couldn't you couldn't have guessed by now, it, it didn't work for me. Sure. At, at all. <laughs> um, but the thing is, it works for him. He's he's not just productive. He, he seems to be happy okay. with, with this method, which is not a given. You know, just because you're productive doesn't mean you're happy. Right. That's not the same. Correct. And um, yeah, the, that that was a memory that was brought back when one of the, the other people in the challenge, he said on one of the Zoom calls that um, we as his peers, we help him in this challenge by making him feel guilty. And he, he thanked us for that. <laughs> it was just, it was bizarre to me to hear. Now, um, whenever that was thrown out, because I'll be honest with you, I'm 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 blanking on that that conversation. But when when that person said that, and you don't have to say their name, um, but when they said that, did they mean that from words from people saying, "Hey, you need to do that," like, or else you screwed up, or do you think that was an internalization on that person's part of like? It's inside their heads. Does that make sense? What I'm saying, like, yeah, no, yeah, it was no, it was definitely um, an, an, an internalization. Okay, thing. got it. Definitely, because I don't, I mean, I don't, I can't remember any of the group members ever saying anything like that. Yeah, and that's that's what I was to, trying to bring to in my head. I was like, dang, did yeah, I, I no, 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 that no, conversation. Got it. No, no, I think it was more like you know, just his style. What, what I, yeah, it was more like what I what I mentioned before about feeling that it's a responsibility. Yeah, yeah, that he he meant he would. He would uh, he would uh, drop his responsibilities if he didn't do it, and that's what would make him feel guilty. I right. think that's what that makes sense. So yeah, and so again, he, it seems to work for him. Um, and yeah, I mean, on, on the one hand, I can see why it would. You know, it's a it's a pretty simple mechanism. You know, if you feel guilt, do you want to alleviate that guilt? Do you do something? You feel accomplished. That's makes sense right you know um but it doesn't work for me sure and one of the reasons it doesn't work for me was at the time i i felt so much guilt and and pain already Mm. because of my depression that i i i didn't want to develop a pattern of behavior that would add to that right that would wouldn't have worked so for me, it was actually the the, the opposite. I, I needed to learn to forgive myself, which I couldn't back then. Yeah. Um, but there's a <clears throat> there's a, a more general reason why it didn't work for me. Um, because you know, not everybody feels as much as much guilt and pain as I did back then. Sure. 
um, back then. And when when was that? You think before the challenge or at the start of the thirty day challenge? Oh no no that's that was way that was way back even before that was like yeah I mean that I mean like when when my dad said that to me got it that's and when I was how old were you then you said you were in your teenage <coughs> years I need to I need to drink real quickly no you're good you're good um I don't remember how old I was but I was still in high school okay when he said that. Now was um, did he say that yeah. was that one time attempt or was that something he brought up numerous time over months years? Well, the, he only explained the guilt thing once. Okay, got it. But he was he, we often clashed over how much has should work. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Understood. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So that was that was a, a reason that why it's not working for me. That was very specific to me. I mean the next the second reason is also I don't know why. Um anyway. So the the other reason why it didn't work for me was um when he said that to me, even though he wanted to help, he hurt me with that. You know, I was I was depressed, I was feeling absolutely awful, and then have to have someone come up to you and say, Hey, you should feel guilty. Right. That hurt me. Right. It really did. Yeah. Even though he did it with the best intentions, sure, and and I felt that if that had worked, if that had motivated me, it would have validated him hurting me. Say that one more time. If if it had worked, if if I had been motivated by that, it would have validated him in hurting me. Okay, you mean for him, it would have validated him. Yeah, maybe not even for him. Really? Maybe f just in general, or, or just for me, you know. Yeah. It, it would have meant to him, to me, to to the universe that that it was the right thing to do Got to it. hurt me. Got it. Okay. And and I just could not do that. Yeah. And that's just I think why I generally just don't respond well to any sort of uh, behavior like that, you know. Sure. Sure. Where I try to help someone with tough love or whatever you want to call it. I agree. Um, like another example of that, I hope it's okay if I tell it. Yeah, sorry, please, please. Was um, um, in the in the full body group challenge. And I just want to clarify ahead of time, you are doing a great job in motivating us and keeping us going. Um, but one day you sent me a message that I think you sent it to everyone, I'm guessing. Um, that said, if you give up now, I promise no one will cry for you. Right. And 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 just to be clear, I understood why you sent that to me. Right. I understood the intention and everything, and it was in the context of the program and everything. So I wasn't hurt by it. Sure. I wasn't. But I just, um. I just feel like that without the the context, you know, of you being yeah. my trainer, yeah, and sending me motivational messages all the time without that, without that context by itself, sure. Telling someone if you give up now, no one will cry for you, right? I, I would consider that a hurtful thing to say, sure. You know, and so even though it didn't hurt me in this in this instance, um, it it did not motivate me either, right? Because when when someone says or or does something that can be considered hurtful, 
uh, I I don't want it to affect me positively because I because I don't want to validate hurtful behavior. Sure. Does does that make sense? Oh yeah, without a doubt. You know, and and you're a hundred percent right. I think that context is huge. You know, I think that if you read that at face value, it is very abrupt. It's um, it feels heartless when you read that. Um, the I think the sort of the reason behind that, um, you know, when you do put it into context, is realizing that that ultimately means that the responsibility is on you and no one, no one is going to force you or make you or truly cares as much as you do. But you're right. You take that at face value and it seems quite cold. Um, I feel that, I feel that for some people that, that message is not often pushed enough. Um, again, if, if you respond to that type of thing, and I don't believe that there is a one size fits all mental fitness approach for everybody. I think it's extremely delicate. It depends on so much of your past. It depends on, you know, have you ever been diagnosed with anything? Um, are you, are you, you know, are you not having currently, are you like, are you in a, are you in a good, like positivity snowball? Are you in a good moment? I mean, I think that it's, it is, it is a lot of context. Yes. Um, for me, I know that um, when I when I did take notice that what I'm doing with my fitness, mental fitness, my life, all that, when I started focusing on like what did I truly want, that's when I was able to start making decisions just based out of what I truly wanted. Um, you know, and I think that's the basic thing behind that. And I think that I think that when you don't explain that again in context, when you don't explain that when you don't offer that and you go the opposite route of sort of sugarcoating it or making it just seem better than it really is um, or giving an answer that feels good, I think that that's when someone doesn't really care as much, if that makes sense, because it's easier to say that thing, you know? Um, it's easier to say the thing that is sugarcoated. Um, but yeah, I get what you're saying when you take that out of context. It doesn't sound good at all, for sure. Right. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not sure I agree. I agree with that it's necessarily easier. I just, um, <clears throat> I've, um, because I am so, um, I, I'm, I don't know how to, how to probably say it. Like, not that I'm triggered by it, but I'm sure. just very sensitive to, to that sort of, um, sure. thing. To me, it often feels like it's, it seems to be way easier to say something, something, you know, that's, that's maybe not hurtful, but, you know, abrasive or, Sure. Some, more in, with that kind of mood, um, rather than than say something truly, um, truly kind, because sure. I feel like it is a lot more difficult to to really find the right words that are empathetic and 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 kind. I feel like it's a lot easier to to throw out something that you know that's a proverbial kick in the ass. Sure. No, and when I'm saying it's easier, I guess what I'm saying is ultimately the truth, the truth of, you know, for, for me to just say, you're good, man, you're good. And like, regardless of how you're actually doing for me to just say, you're good, you're good, you're good. Um, and encourage blindly. I think that that's a detriment to you. Now, like you said, context is key. Um, being honest is key, but how you present it. Yes, that is huge without a doubt. Yeah, I mean, I mean, this is <clears throat> what what you're talking about now is more like giving an assessment, you know, t telling someone that you're doing great, even though they're 
they're doing bad. That's mm-hmm. obviously that's obviously bad. Sure. But that's like because because it's an assessment, and that assessment is in that case would be wrong. Right. right? Whereas whereas this is more like um um it's more like what what you choose to say to to bring someone forward to to get someone to to progress you know it's not there is not there's not necessarily an an assessment in that true you know what i mean it, yeah no i get what you're saying and i guess and i guess ultimately it is i guess it's the perspective of the receiver too which i mean you said that yourself like you know I think it's ultimately because you know how I am and I, I think you know that I am empathetic and I don't believe there's a one size fits all. And, you know, what I say to one person is not going to match or equate to saying it to, you know, the person to the right. Uh, you know, like the approach of it is going to be different for each person. But um, the I guess ultimately, like we were talking about, just the the truth of it has to be has to be presented when it when it comes to i'm trying to progress in something if, if that makes sense does that make sense yeah, yeah sure yeah sure it's just that i'm <clears throat> with the, the 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 metaphor that i would choose to describe what i mean is like um when when i see someone trying to to help someone along by saying something hurtful to me it, that kind of feels like when someone is down, you you try to help them by by kicking them, right? Kicking them when they're to, down, sure. To, to to motivate them to get up and defend themselves, right? Uh, instead of just helping them up, sure. You know, that's that's always the the picture that I I have in my mind when I see someone uh, trying to motivate someone by by saying those kinds of things. You know, you know, I think for in my head, I just had it cross my head like <clears throat> the translation of like a drill sergeant. Um, you know, a drill sergeant screaming at you to get something done. Now, I get it. It's a little bit different because what they're doing is they're preparing them for, for war. Like, that's it's a little different. But it's still the concept. Mm. You know, I have seen people try to motivate other people by screaming and yelling at, yelling at them. And, you know, if someone doesn't respond to that, they just don't respond to that. Um, you know, earlier before I was even a trainer, this was years ago when I was sort of getting into fitness. I remember Jenna went to work out with me. And that's just that's just how I am. Like um, when I'm around friends, which I haven't I haven't lifted with friends in a long time, but especially back in the day when I was much more of a brute moron, just slinging weights around and not really a, any calculated ideas behind it. It was just aggression and being young. Um, you know, we would yell at each other and be like, "Get you know, get the weight up, man!" And I remember I did that once to Jenna as motivation. Didn't respond to it at all. Just <laughs> none of it. And, um, you know, I, I never forgot that. And I think that that's the same thing that not everybody responds to that being screamed at. Um, and I think that's that right there. That's along the same lines of what we're talking about. It's just not everybody responds to that. And I think that it's important that you know that, you know. Yeah, definitely. Yep. That's um, and particularly motivation is something that's very, very individual. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I, I, as I said, it, I'm not denying that it works for for some people sure. or maybe even for a lot of people, just not for me. Sure. Um, and uh, but the thing I think about this this mechanism, this motivation through guilt, productivity through guilt. Um, I think even if it works for you, it it can get out of control. How so? Because. Um, 
if if this with this idea if you are not productive enough feel guilt okay what what you can can end up with is that guilt becomes your your default setting sure no you you always feel guilt unless you do something productive and and that can lead to a situation where you you can't stop because you could always do more you know you you could always do one more set of exercises you could always do one more thing around the house uh and and so what you can end up with is the situation where as long as you're not working yourself to complete exhaustion you feel guilt yep and you know i've i've, I've shared this this picture in the, in the group i don't know if you've seen it where it's like um doing your best does not mean working yourself to complete exhaustion that's not what it means yep i like that um but you can end up with this with this mentality that it does that yeah. unless you you're working until you drop that you you feel guilt and and that destroys you. And and I think it's important not to mistake this inability to stop with strength. Yep. Yep. And I also feel like one of the reasons why this is so dangerous is because at first it can seem like it's just an entirely positive thing. You know, you 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 do this and it helps you to to get things done. You learn stuff, you become better. It doesn't seem like it's in any way bad, uh, especially when you when viewed from the outside. When, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. That can go toxic really quickly. And yeah. you know, uh, I for the past four years uh, that I when I started Matlin Fitness in two thousand seventeen, it's been four. It's been four years. Yeah, um, I've gone through. I've grown a lot personally. Uh, just through having a business and working on things and responsibility. But then, I, I mean, so from the business aspect and then personally, I've, I've grown a lot. And, you know, something I've done a much better job at here lately is learning to not judge myself. Uh, that, and that's personally and then from a business standpoint. And I think that, that that is the piece of what we're talking about here of the person that feels that they have to work themselves to the bone. And if they don't do that, they've failed. I feel that that right there is born of judgment and I think also a lack of practicality. I think there's also like this, you know, hustle culture that is out there that's very sexy and like everyone's an entrepreneur now. And, you know, if you're, if you're not hustling 24 seven, you're not working. Uh, but what I go to with that is, are you happy? You know, like, and, and again, like you said, I, I, I agree with you. I don't think that it makes sense for everyone to operate off of guilt. I think that it absolutely can get out of control. And, you know, I've, I've done it to myself the, when I was earlier into business and fitness and all that, that I would judge the hell out of myself that I didn't get all the things done that I should have, that I sh feel that I should have got should have gotten done. I put all these deadlines on myself and the guilt that I felt was all self-induced. No one was forcing me to do that. And you're right. It absolutely can get out of control. Um, yeah. so I think that comes from a judgment place. Um, yeah, yeah, it, it, it does. And um, the, the thing with it, with it is also that, um, um, as, uh, as I said, especially when you, when you watch it from the outside, when you're, when you're on the other end of this end of the spectrum, when you have problems that, cause you to not get enough done like I did 
you can immediately see that there's a problem because you don't get enough done, right? You mean it's right in front of you? You mean like, oh, I, I did not fold the towels? Yeah, and I mean, not, yeah, just in general, you when you... Got it. <clears throat> when you, when you're, you, you know, when you don't have the energy to clean your, your apartment sure it's gonna it's gonna fill up with trash and then you're gonna ask yourself why why am i not doing this this isn't uh this isn't good yeah obviously obviously there is some sort of problem if i don't have the energy to even clean the house there's something amiss here whereas if you're on the other end of it if you if your house always looks spotless because if it doesn't you feel super guilty that doesn't it doesn't look like there's a problem you know, so so both in both cases, in both cases there's a problem. But yeah, um, when you're trying too hard to be productive, that's more more insidious. So then I'll ask you that: like, how do you how do you manage those waters? Uh, not well. <laughs> all right, all right. And so, like, why why is that? Like. Like paint a picture of what that looks like. So if you haven't done whatever you feel that you're supposed to do, like does it send you down sort of a rabbit hole of that negative piece that we're talking about? No, not really. I mean right now right now to be honest, my my own strategy is just not to do it and and, and suffer the consequences. I mean I'm um well, obviously, that's that's also not sustainable. Right. It's just you know, I'm right now. I'm I'm really trying to to rebuild, like mm -hmm. the whole the whole starting with the with the with the challenge was because that was one aspect of my life where I just knew that wasn't sustainable. I wasn't. Got it. I wasn't eating well. I wasn't exercising. It, it wasn't good for me, and so I'm. I'm I'm starting the program, and so I'm right now just trying, you know, one one aspect of at a time to 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 get my life together. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm I I wouldn't say that I'm um that I'm good at it at at getting things done. Okay. So well, and and I I speak from I speak from my own experience. I'm not saying that anybody else has this, but. It's not the same thing, but my level of organization, my ability to check a checklist off and all that when, when it comes to having ADHD, and I'm, you know, I, I really don't want to point the finger at stigma or call anyone else out. I'm talking about specifically me. It's just a very objective thing that, you know, all of my life, it, it has been a little bit more difficult. And, you know, like when I, when I do take the medications that I take, it helps. I mean, it's just, it's just as objective as it could possibly be. Uh, there is a certain amount of effort that I, that I feel I have to put in, um, to be involved with it. Um, but it's not easy. You know, it's not, it's for me, it is something that I, I don't want to say I struggle with. I don't, I don't want to make it seem that dramatic, but it is something that I continuously work on, if that makes sense. Um, so I share that maybe empathy with what you're talking about. Obviously I can't know what you're going through. Um, but I think that that might have some small translation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've, uh, as I said before, for me, the whole, 
um, forgiving myself was was um, was a, a big key. Just I I didn't have the energy to to get anything done, and that would make me feel uh, it would make me feel super guilty. It just didn't motivate me. Yeah. Um, and now I've I've kind of got that aspect nailed down. How I don't. How do you forgive yourself? Like, is it a like? Do you say it out loud, or is it more <laughs> just a thought, or is it? How is that? It, 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 there isn't really a method to it. Okay. I don't know. It's just um, maybe it was just that I, I understood at some point that it wasn't. Um, it, it just made everything worse. Beating yourself up. Um, yeah. 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 Okay. I mean, part of it was was just that I um, I, I did a lot of therapy and and um, and and went over my whole childhood and and everything. And um, just uh, just learning that I didn't choose to to become depressed, and that it's not my fault that I'm depressed. And yeah, by like by extension, I feel like it's not my fault when I when I don't have the energy to 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 get a certain task done. You know, if it's not there, I can't use it. So I don't. I mean, it's not like I, I'm not saying that I'm, my idea is that I'm not responsible for my own actions. Sure. That's that's not at all what I'm saying. Sure. But um, yeah, there is there is a cause and a reason why why I am this way, and it's not something that I chose or that I'm I can be blamed for. Right. And um, I'm still responsible for my own actions. I'm not a puppet, but um. Yeah, and there there is a cause that that that's not my fault, and so I, I shouldn't feel guilty for it. So, do you think for you, it's like it is the those aha moments of actually being in therapy, or if it's self realizations, um, and then just maybe internally reminding yourself, maybe it's not like a, maybe it's not like a, I'm gonna write it down because you know how I am and what I've suggested in the past to some people that that might. Uh, struggle with self-judgment and all that but like for you it's going to therapy and internally do you have to remind yourself of that of like don't judge Ye myself yeah yeah I do okay got it but that that seems to work yeah I mean <clears throat> that part of it works got it you know, if I if I um, if I don't get something done, and then I I learn not to judge myself for it, the thing is still not done. You know, eventually I'm gonna have to learn to to get it done. Um, so it's it's just a it's a first step. You took the words out of my mouth of, you know, like beforehand before you did not have this acknowledgement of like, look, it's not that I'm. It's not that I'm like lazy or it's like there's a reason behind this and that 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 frees you of, you know, that judgment. It allows you that. Now, you're right. It's that first step. Um, yeah. You know what? And I mean, that's. Yeah, sorry. Go no, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, that's also it's, it's also another example of something that obviously doesn't that wouldn't work for for um, for everyone. And that's. Uh, I've I've actually had someone in my life who just could not understand that because t to them I was just making excuses. Okay. 
okay. to them if if I said I I couldn't do that I I just couldn't it was not in my powers sure uh, that was an excuse and they could not understand why I considered that uh, progress did that because, piss you did they did that piss you off that they couldn't understand that piece for you uh, yes but that was only because that person was someone who should have maybe understood like I, I would totally understand that someone that that you know a, a random person x would would think this way because it, sure. it makes total sense yeah it sounds absolutely like like an excuse um yeah but it's just that person was someone who should have understood so yeah in that case it, it really bothered me sure it makes sense i mean it, it maybe just a, like you said a random stranger on the street yeah it makes sense but that lack of empathy from someone that knows you and I, like i don't think that and this is not regardless i'm gonna say it like even if the person doesn't understand like or has not experienced that that makes me like that makes me go to well i wonder why instead of just pointing the finger at being like you're just making excuses like that doesn't fix anything ultimately like i think asking the question as to why is that you know i think that that's more productive uh than just pointing a finger and just be like you just don't want to do it um that's that's really interesting i'm really glad we've gone down this road of this conversation um because i think empathy is difficult for some people i think that if you truly don't know what someone's someone's going through and you don't have the ability to try to put yourself in their shoes, communication is very difficult moving forward. Uh, so I'm glad, I'm glad we've gone down this road of it. Yeah. I mean, the thing with empathy is, you know, it's, um, <clears throat> um, you, you can, you can overcome that, that barrier in, in two ways. Either you have some idea of, of what that person is is going through, mm -hmm. you you don't have to know exactly what it's like, but you need to have some glimpse of it. Or, if you don't, you have to acknowledge that you don't. You have to acknowledge and understand that you don't understand that person. And uh, the 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 problem is when you don't have either. The problem is when yeah. you when you don't understand but you think you do yeah yeah i think th i think what plays into empathy as well is believing what that person is saying because you know if i don't have clinical depression if i don't know truly how you feel if i if i can't I, and i can't i can't possibly know what you're going through i at least have to believe what you're saying you know if i don't believe what you're saying and i respond in that negative way like it's very obvious i don't believe you but you know if I give you that, if I, if I do believe and 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 listen, I, I think that's like the first steps of empathy, of believing what you're saying, listening to what you're expounding on. I don't know. That just popped in my head. Yeah, I mean, it's not always that simple, you know, because sometimes no, and I'm not, I'm, things. No, and I'm not saying to fully understand you. I guess what I'm saying is to open the lines of communication. I think that believing what you're saying. Um, it's huge for somebody that doesn't experience clinical depression. Right. Well, I mean, the, the problem with, with, with just, well, just believe me then is that, um, often you, you don't know it yourself. You know, when I, when I say, um, I, it's not in my power to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, 
it it could be that I'm just mistaken myself, you know. Sure. So it's it's not it's not as simple as saying, well, I believe you. Um, you you can believe someone and still think that that person is just mistaken, that they, you know. See, to me, that seems like they don't really believe you. Then I guess then maybe maybe the best way to put it is I believe what you're telling me you're feeling. I, I mean, yeah, yeah, that that, that makes more sense. That makes yeah, more sense. That's definitely true. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Heck yeah, man. So um. <clears throat> so yeah, um, it's it's definitely a very individual thing. Sure. Um, for some, for some it works. For some it doesn't. So, um, I, 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 the the thing is, if you if it does work for you, if you're that kind of a person, um, how do you how do you avoid this getting into this you know this negative spiral where where guilt becomes the the default setting. Yeah, and, and guilt is then the the negative piece of your of your motivation. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, and I I came up with three points. I love it. On how to. So the the first one is that um, trying to remember that this entire mechanism of motivation through guilt is supposed to be just a tool. It is not supposed to be an actual moral judgment. It okay. is. It is a helpful mental trick, if you want to call that. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not supposed. You're not supposed to feel any actual guilt in an ethical sense. That makes sense. I like that. that. Yep, I like it. It's it's just a helpful tool, nothing more than that. And if it's not helpful, then it might not be the right tool for the job. Sure. Just like it's not the right tool for me. Right. And um, yeah, when when we first talked about this. I I wasn't really sure for how many people it works. I thought maybe it's sort of a a unicorn technique. Right. You know, it only works for a handful of people. But maybe um maybe it's the other way around. Maybe I'm the unicorn because it doesn't work for me. Um but the the point is it really doesn't matter for how many people it works. It only matters if it works for you. Spot on, good sir. Yep, I fully agree with you. Yeah. So that that's the first point. Remembering that it's just a tool, not a not a moral judgment. Yep. Um, the second thing is um, to see your downtime when you're not productive as being valuable on the, on its own, of its own. Because I know I've, I've seen it with some people that see the only value of downtime in the fact that you recharge. To be productive again, yep. And they don't see that that leisure time is being valuable beyond that, yep. And I think that it's it's much better to think of of the time when you when you enjoy yourself as being valuable in itself, and not just that its value is that it will help you to get back to work again. And I actually feel like that the 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 word recharge that you use for that. I feel like the the word itself implies that it's it has no value of its own because you know when you when you recharge your phone that's when it's useless. If you can't have a phone that you never need to recharge, that's what you would want. So I feel like in a way just the word recharge itself implies that this time is is useless by itself. Really? 
Kind of, yeah. Huh. Interesting. I know it's not it's not always meant like that. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if 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 you think about it, it kind of there is that association. I think maybe un- unconsciously sometimes that when that's my recharge time, it kind of implies that it's the purpose of this time is just to get you back to work. Okay. And I think I think that's not a healthy way to think about the time where you're supposed to enjoy yourself. Got it. Okay, that makes sense. I, I can see where you'd come from from that angle. That makes sense, and that's you know that's something that I have struggled with of not valuing the downtime, um, really in any fashion, really in any right. fashion of I know that this downtime is going to help me be able to do productive stuff, and then also just I know this downtime is just downtime that is simply making me happy and I enjoy it. Um, I've gone both routes of looking at downtime as a bad thing that, you know, if I could constantly be productive, that's exactly what I want to do. So I absolutely have been there. Yes. Right. So that's that's my second point. So you like see it. downtime as being valuable on its own. Um, and the third one is when you are productive, have a reason to be productive that goes beyond alleviating your guilt. Very it nice. Can be an, it can be anything. It can be a goal that you want to accomplish. Um, can be because even though it's it's productive, it's also fun. Uh, it's, the reason can be anything. It can be because it's just something you need to, to do because it's going to help you accomplish something else. It can be anything. The point is it should not be just about alleviating the guilt that I, you use to motivate yourself. I like that a lot because I really see that as, you know, if you don't base if you don't base that downtime off of you truly needing the downtime and you only base it on like the piece of the guilt that you're saying, I very much see you just going through the motions then and not having a real reason as to why. Um, I like that a lot. Very, very good point. Yeah. Because that's something I also saw sometimes where people that, like, not even just, uh, I'm, I'm going to do an extra exercise. I've, I've seen people that were like, I'm going to learn Japanese, and which is normally would be great. Learning learning other languages is a, is a fantastic thing. Um, but in that, in that instance, I hope that person never watches this podcast. <laughs> uh, um, in in this instance, I knew that it was really just about the fact that they wanted to do something because they couldn't do, do nothing something. in that moment. Yeah, and they decided not. Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna jog for twenty minutes. No, they said I'm gonna learn another language. Yeah, that that's from a different language family. That's gonna be a uh, 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 hard to learn just because. I can't do nothing right now. So, and I, I think that's basing the, the decision on what you truly want to do as compared to just wanting to do something. That makes, yeah. that makes total yeah. sense. Yeah. That was, that was in that moment kind of disturbing to me. Mm-hmm. Not, not that they wanted to learn another language again, learning other languages. Great. Japanese is, is a fascinating culture, fascinating language. Yeah. If you want to learn Japanese, that's awesome. Yeah. Really cool. But choosing something like that just because you don't want to do nothing, that was kind of disturbing to me at the time. Yeah. 
Yeah, that makes sense. Because yeah, go ahead. I cut you off. Yeah, no, that that was basically. Yeah, that makes sense. And you know, like for me in my life, when I really truly started looking at what do I want in my life and basing that off of what's going to make me happy, it really creates the inability to just start doing stuff just to stay busy. I think you still have to be conscious of it. I'm not saying if you just, if you just focus on, I just want to be happy. Like you're not going to make any of those decisions that might not be as, as good for you. But, um, when the soul of your decisions are based on, you know, happiness, uh, what do I truly want to do? Um, it, it is di- like right now th- that would never be my decision to be like, I'm just going to learn a foreign language just cause I'm, you know, because I have things that I truly want to work on and do. So that makes sense. I like that a lot. Yeah. Well, so tell me this, and this is a deep one, but everybody's, everybody's definition is different, but what is your definition of happiness? Uh, <laughs> right at the end, you, you hit of, me with course, something like that. Of course. Um, I don't know. I I'm I'm just when when I when I say um, you're happy if you look at what you you spend your life on, it makes sense. You're saying I that actually I actually don't like that answer because it just replaces one one. Uh, one unexplained word with another because what does it mean to make sense i'd have to define that too that's kind of the best that i can't come up with Uh, that i can come up with right now no that's okay that's okay like do you feel like i mean do you feel like happiness is for you i'm not saying for anybody else but for you does that mean that looking back at your life you've done something it could be that you learned japanese whatever like is it that you've done certain things? Is that you've made certain relationships? Is it that you've made a certain amount of money? Is it is it within certain areas like that for you? No, no. Okay. I mean, I um, yeah, maybe in a way. I mean, I've um, I've I've you know sometimes looked looked back on my life and I didn't always like what I saw, but for example there is one one person um, that means a lot to me that once said to me that how much how much of a positive influence I had on her life because she struggled with a lot of things herself and mm. I've we've with with we known each other for many years and. I I don't want to sound too arrogant, but it's just I've I've sometimes pushed her to do certain things that turned out to be a good influence on in her life. Sure. And yeah, I, that was kind of one thing that that came to my mind when I think about you know you know if if I if I die tomorrow, what what will my life have accounted to? Yeah. That was that was something that uh, my mind went to. It was like, well, at least I did that. Relationships. You know, that, that was that relationship piece, uh, in that, like you said, sort of that pushing and that re- enriching that relationship. 
let alone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not not just the, the relationship, just knowing that I've I've had a positive influence on that person's life. That if I hadn't been there, they wouldn't be in in as good of a place as they are now. So. So what I just gathered from that is benefiting another um, is a piece of what you feel happiness is. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I agree. I agree with that. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it, that, that can come in many ways, you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't, it doesn't mean that you, you dedicate your life to it in the sense that you become a, a doctor or a therapist or sure. something. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I build cars. That's what I do. I don't help anybody during my, my day job. Um, but you should in some, in some way, make other people's lives better whether it's if you're if you're a parent and and you raise your children well or just if you have some friends that you that you help out or you know that there are many ways in which you can have a, a positive yeah influence on someone that doesn't have to be the traditional way yeah you know you know one day i i uh, i helped you move or i helped you through your divorce or sure. whatever it is can be can be anything those little things add up to create big big benefits without a doubt yeah heck yeah man man i really appreciate you letting me dig into you and explore you know this realm and this is something i've never solely focused on uh you know motivation through guilt i've never focused on that on any on any pot on actual episode being it so i appreciate you bringing that because you know, I, I know that we unlocked some things for some people, and I appreciate it. It means a lot, man, without a doubt. Um, yeah, and hopefully. Oh, I believe so. That's. I mean, that would be that would be wonderful for me to to see that when this 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 goes out on the on, on YouTube and on the platforms, that there are some people that that I've helped in some way. I would be shocked if it didn't, uh, and. And do me a favor, you you listening, you watching, please drop a comment letting us know how it hit you. What do you feel about this motivation through guilt? Um, do you feel like it's correct for everyone? you feel like it is individually based? I want to know what you feel. Um, and yeah, man, I, I think we did unlock some doors, and I appreciate you coming on and talking about it. Yeah, I'm glad too. You know, it, it, it's, it's a big step for me, actually. I, I thought about uh, before we did this. I thought about asking you not to use my last name mm-hmm. in the title or something because I was just like, you know, do I do I want someone to Google me and find this? Sure. Um, you know, I'm talking about about my mental health and Intimate my childhood. Pieces. Is that is that sure. something I don't I want anyone to see? And and ultimately now I'm I'm saying you know what, use my last name. Really. Use use my face. Use my last name. Uh, you know, hell yeah, man. I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna hide. I'm, I'm, I'm. Dare I say it? I'm proud of you, man. That's badass. Hell yeah. Just, just don't, don't misspell it again. <laughs> yeah. So you tell me earlier. I, I, what did I spell? I spelled the A before E or the E before A. The, the E before A. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I will make sure I get it correct. Um. I've enjoyed yeah, it. It was just a just a little. Actually, I just not just to be clear. I don't, I don't just 
I don't like correcting people. It was just that um, when you when you put up uh, a thing of mine on on Instagram mm -hmm. and, and on TikTok, you misspelled my name there. I misspelled it there too. Like, yeah, and I was I was <laughs> just like, oh, it's it's okay. It's just a, it's a typo. I don't care. And then you misspelled it a second time when you wrote me today, and then I was just like, okay. Does he think that's how my name is spelled? That's or? what I thought. Yeah, I thought so. Okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's the same as in English. <laughs> right on, man. Well, yeah, yeah I will. Uh, I will get your correct name all over this, and I'm excited. I'm excited to hear what y'all have to say, man. I appreciate you taking the time, and uh, I guess we'll close it out. Anything you want to say in closing? Uh, no, no, something real dumb. Um, when you at the beginning of it, you you mentioned my last name. I was wondering if you were, could you try to to speak it out loud? That, <laughs> I was going to say Pelix. Not even close. I figured not. <laughs> I figured not. But it's okay. It's okay. That did come initially from you just wanting to hold respect for your last name and, uh, you know, from the conversation we had previously. So how do you pronounce it? Prelich. Wait, I was I was somewhat close. You got to give me a little bit of that. I you know what? You know what? Uh, people who watch this write in the comment: Was he close or or not? <laughs> I'm I'm gonna let the viewers be the judge of that. <laughs> right on, man. Well, I really enjoyed you. This is a lot of fun. Guys, thank yeah. you so much for listening. Uh, thank you for being here every week. I truly appreciate you. Uh, if you are new to this podcast, we put one out every single Tuesday at 5.30 a.m. Central Time. And here lately, Jenna and I, we've been, uh, we've, we've been repurposing content and putting it on here, but typically it is Jenna and I on here. And um, it's been a lot of fun getting back to it. We did lose Lily as of the recording of this one week ago. Uh, so we've been a, a wee bit down and out, but we are on the, uh, the upswing, and it is because of people that are in my life, like Michael, uh, and my friends, my family. I greatly appreciate you. We are doing well. We are on the upswing. You don't have to be perfect at this motivation through guilt thing. Just try to be better than yesterday. Every day. This has been the Better Than Yesterday Everyday Podcast. We want to thank you for listening and invite you to subscribe to the show as well. And follow Matt Lane Fitness on YouTube. Until next time, you don't have to be perfect. Just be better than yesterday every day. Heck yeah, man. Okay, that, was, that was a lot of fun, that was, man. You that was fun, yeah. You were awesome.